Welcome to the podcast where you talk about all the things hidden in the shadows. This is Megan, and on today's episode, yes, today's episode, <laughs> today's episode, we are bringing back a special guest that was on a couple episodes before, and that is my sister, Gwen. Hi! So Gwen is officially an actual guest now because we are doing it via Zoom long distance so she's not actually in the room with me so this is kind of cool to do this with her how's it feel to be a guest again uh i'm honored yes um so we are actually covering on this episode a kind of like a little bit of an add-on from the alaskan triangle episodes because i had mentioned during those episodes that there was some speculation that maybe some of the Alaskan missing persons cases could fit into the missing 411 realm. And so Gwen was actually the person that uh, got me into looking at the missing 411. She's going to put in her two cents because I know she went down a rabbit hole with that. (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So for those of you that don't know, and the reason why Isaac isn't on this episode is because not that he doesn't like missing 411, but he kind of is like, we know there's something there, you know, like, obviously, something's up. But he doesn't like, I don't know, I guess, like, the true crimey stuff. He likes more of, like, the, like, aliens and the ghosts and, and stuff like that. So he's not, I kind of like the missing 411 stuff and, like, the why are people going missing stories, but he's not a fan. So uh, I was like, you know what? You're not a fan of it, but let me pull Gwen in because she is. So for people that don't know what the Missing 411 is, it's actually a series of books written by a former police detective, David. And I don't know why I cannot say his last name. I literally, before I came on here, I literally put it through the little thing in Google where it's like, this is how you say it. Do you know how to say it? Uh, I'd, I'd have to see it right in front of me. Uh oh um i want to say politas but i don't think that's i, how you I think say it's it. politas i think it might be politas if it isn't okay. we apologize but he did extensive research on these mysterious disappearances and particularly in national parks and forest his research and, and books and documentaries sparked a lot of debates and discussions as to what's really going on with these missing people. It's basically where cases of individuals vanish under unusual circumstances, often without a trace. A little backstory on David. He was self-published and he did do books and stuff prior to Missing 411 on uh, Bigfoot. And what made him kind of like start looking into the Missing 411 cases is when he was doing research in national parks. An off-duty park ranger found him and expressed concern about the questionable nature of um, the missing people. And the ranger basically knew of his background and asked him to research the cases and the issues and stuff like that. There's several missing 411 books that he wrote. There's missing 411 hunters, missing 411 Canada, the devil in disguise, and then also some documentaries that go into that pair along well with the missing 411 books. But one of the things is that the, his books, basically they compile and analyze thousands of cases 
And he basically is ironing, ironing, oh my gosh, what is even that? Eyeing a pattern or a commonality between all of these different missing people. And it's basically, they completely, they're in the national park in some way, shape, or form, and they disappear. And there's no, nobody can figure out why they disappeared, where they went to. There's no real evidence left behind as to where they could have gone. And it Mm -hmm. normally, according to like eyewitnesses and people that were around when these people go missing, it's really quick because it's not only adults, it's also children. And the children's stories are completely scary. Yeah, (laughs) it's scary. But one thing that uh, David's book specifically publicized is that national parks don't keep an independent list of people that go missing. They keep lists of like incident and criminal reports, but people that actually go missing, they don't keep like an active thing. So in your head too, it makes you think like there could be people, more people missing than what is actually being reported. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. There was a guy that actually argued against that because we're also going to take the scout in this uh, episode. We're also going to take you know, the supernatural side of things, like the theories behind everything supernatural with the missing 411, as well as people that have argued against missing 411. Um, Because there's a guy in particular, he's the host of the Data Skeptic podcast. His name is Kyle Polich, and he's a data scientist. And back in 2017, he presented an analysis to a Skepti camp, which I didn't know they even have those, but I guess you have to have balance. So you have to have <laughs> camps for people that talk about like conventions and stuff that talk yeah, about know, like this stuff is like a, a skeptic club. That sounds like a oh, I don't know if this is controversial. That kind of sounds like a hater club, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of does. But he spoke at you know, presented his analysis at a skeptic camp in uh, hosted by the Monterey Monterey County Skeptics. He concluded that there was nothing unusual about the missing 411s. It's just typical non-mysterious causes like sudden health crisis, falling, drowning, like literally getting lost and not being prepared. So we're going to look at all of that. And Gwen's going to say her theories as well. Yes. Um, and a- another thing to keep in mind, you know, if you are kind of trying to look at the skeptic side of all of these, is that national parks, I mean, everybody pretty much knows national parks but for those of you that don't know exactly what a national park is or why it's like considered special i guess so a national park is basically protected area that is designed and managed by a government to uh, preserve and protect national or national cultural and historical uh, research resources i'm sorry i don't know why it says research So it can be anything from unique ecosystems, uh, special geological forms, or significant cultural and historical sites. So that also plays into a theory that we'll discuss later on about like a government cover-up, essentially. Um, A lot of people think that national parks, there's more to it. It can even be more to it like alien-wise, more to it like there's just, they're doing weird stuff there or not military wise but government wise but so right now we're going to kind of look into what makes a missing 411 case like why why is it different from any other missing case 
So he looks at a couple things, David, when he researches. Um, one of the things is the mysterious circumstance, obviously, involves unusual circumstances that deny explanation um, and include people that have vanished in a matter of seconds or close proximity to people without notice. And you're here in some of these stories where it's just like people will walk off, like just randomly walk off yeah. and disappear. And um, so it makes you think just like, what the heck? There's a lack of evidence is another thing. Many of the cases have a notable absence of physical evidence or clues that could help explain uh, the disappearance this includes absence of tracks, scent trails, or personal belongings. This is actually really insane because the, what is the name? It just escaped me. The dogs that come out and like smell the scent and the oh, trails. Oh, canine scents. Canine, yeah. yeah. They, majority of time can, like, they'll pick up a scent right where the person went missing, but as to where they go, they can't yeah. pick up a scent. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that. It's so scary because the way the evidence collects and looks, a lot of the time, it's almost as if they weren't, like, dragged off, but, like, carried off. Like, there's no, like, they were almost, like, it sounds silly, but, like, picked up and taken rather than, like, does that make sense? Like, dragged away. And that would make sense, like, a kid, okay, you could argue, okay, somebody picked up a kid and took them. You know, like yeah. say that or grab them. Say so that makes sense with a kid, but when you start getting into bigger teenagers and adults, oh, even, that doesn't yeah, make sense. Even grown men, yeah, even grown men go missing. And that's the thing about this thing is it's like all kids of different ages, all adults of different backgrounds, people experienced, unexperienced hikers, oh, hunters, yeah. like people just camping like it's all the above but uh, obviously another thing is remote locations and that's also what makes the searching difficult as well as we've obviously you know covered a bunch of different places that are remote and it's always weird stuff it's it's just because it's remote you know yeah um but the disappearances often occur in remote areas such as national parks forests, or heavily wilderness areas access is limited and search efforts can be challenging so that's another thing that he kind of goes by um, and has found that a lot of the cases it's remote. And I think too, like even in places like Alaska, it doesn't necessarily have to be remote, like a forest. It could be just remote, like remote in terms of like, just not a lot of people live there. Yeah. yeah. Alaska, you know, with like all the ice and glaciers and stuff like that. Oh, it yeah. is very remote. And I think too, with the remote, with like the remoteness, you that also kind of can play, I guess, like a little bit away from the supernatural and more into the natural is that, you know, if you do fall, if you do get hurt, if you do run out of water, if you get lost or disoriented, whatever, you mm. know, who's going to come? It's not like people just, yeah. you know, grace by well, the yeah. wilderness. And I feel like a lot of the um, missing 4112, it, when you get into remote locations, that is really where a lot of traffickers, killers, I mean, stuff like that thrives. I mean, look at the outback in Australia. Very true. And I think, too, if somebody wanted to, because that's what I get. Like, I will tell you, like, personally, and I've told Gwen this multiple times, I think there are more, like, serial killers out there, but they don't they're sticking more to remote places because if you think about it in the seventies and eighties, there's tons of serial killers, but then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's nothing. 
So where'd they go? Like people don't just, unfortunately don't just stop killing people. Yeah. So you have to think, you have to think too. a, A lot of the time, most of those killings happened with hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, since it's it's not very commonplace anymore for hitchhikers to be a thing, I think it's more so targeting people in remote areas that are just genuinely lost, broken down. Very true. And some and some people, unfortunately, get you know serial killers and stuff like that get a almost like a high from the fact that that person needs help, you know. Yeah. And there has been serial killers too, as creepy as it sounds and as bad as it sounds. And I'm sorry, this totally turned really like true crimey, but like that will hunt people. And oh yeah, but are vulnerable. Yeah, and and it's not even too. You're not even counting because again, remote areas. We don't even know what animals are out there necessarily. You know, and that also makes that also makes room for cryptids as well. And then on top of that, there's this big theory. I think American Horror Story covered it, the idea of it, but that um, there's actually like people out there that are similar to like the Hills Have Eyes that are are considered like Mm -hmm. feral people. Um, I know that's been talked about a lot with the Appalachian Mountains and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You got to think about cults, too. And a lot of those in the country, cults are great. Like that's that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't know about America, but especially in the South. When you get into like remote areas, it's there's actually a very surprising high number of cults. Like, oh, I will even say, like, I don't know if you remember in particular, this is totally off the subject of missing 411, but um, I remember when we were traveling from Texas to North Carolina to come back to visit, my dad, for whatever God knows reason, and Gwen can attest to this, would go off the highways to these gas stations that made no sense and we went to this gas station that literally looked like it was a barn in somebody's backyard like it it was very sketchy and you know it's in the middle of nowhere i think it was mississippi and there was a bunch of signs first of all that like were very hateful that were posted everywhere and then on top of that, the people, I mean, I literally thought I was in a horror movie. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember that specifically, but I do remember like the remoteness and the creepiness yes, of some like, of the people. I don't think I don't think people realize, especially if you're not from the United States, we kind of get this stereotype of being like, you know, like cities all around. But I mean, sometimes you could be traveling for hours and it's nothing but dense forest in the middle of nowhere with maybe like one gas station. And that's yeah. it. So the fact yeah. that so many people go missing is not surprising at all. And honestly, it really can be anything. It can be cryptids. It can be killers because, I mean, I think I read, too, that, like, we haven't discovered so much, like, yeah. of the animals that are on this planet. Not even the ocean, like, on land. So, I mean, these people really could be getting dragged off by some ballsy animals and cryptids that are out there and that's really scary to think but i mean that's definitely a possibility definitely another thing he kind of like categorizes the missing 411 cases with is unexplained recoveries and this is this is insane when we start getting into the story those are even scarier to me those are even scarier (laughs) yep 
So in certain instances, the remains of missing individuals have been found in areas that have previously been searched or in locations that seem implausible. Also, there has been people that have been missing and then been found, and what they have to say is insane. And we're going to share some of those. But just to go over some of the supernatural theories, like what do they think is going on? And that's why, too, I wanted to bring this up because it also correlates with like when we talk about like the triangles, like the the Bridgewater and even the Alaskan Triangle, these same concepts come up as well. So alien abduction, interdimensional portals, cryptids and unknown creatures, time slips and time travel, supernatural forces of some sort. Another thing I want to talk about before we get into like the stories is the cave system. And I know I've said it on a different episode before, but the cave systems are insane. And we haven't even hardly discovered a lot of those as well. Mm -hmm. So, and there has been some of the missing persons cases where like the kids will venture into a cave and then come out randomly. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it, and a lot crazy. of what they have to say is, oh my gosh, if if anyone listening, if you need something to, you know, put your time into that you want a new hobby, Missing 411 is definitely it because there are stories that will literally never leave your memory. It is a rabbit hole that's crazy. Exactly. And like when Gwen told me, I was like, what? Let me see. So I started looking at stories. And of course, like TikTok's a great place to start because it's like short, concise stories that tells you exactly what happened and like a good, you know, they tell you like oh, the old crap moments at the end and yeah. stuff like that. So if you want, if you're somebody that doesn't have like a lot of time but kind of wants to dig into the stories, TikTok is the place to go. And trust me, when you type a missing 411, there is a butt ton of stories. Yes. So if so. you don't like to read, if you don't like to read, don't worry. There are plenty of pictures and videos too. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the first person we're going to start talking about is Dennis Martin. Um, he disappeared in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and he was six years old when he disappeared. Um, He vanished June 14th, 1969. So this was a while back. It wasn't just like super recent. During a family camping trip in the Great Smoky Mountains, uh, which spans parts of Tennessee and North Carolina, Dennis and his family were enjoying a picnic near Spence Field. As part of a prank, Dennis's father and another adult planned to surprise the children by hiding and jumping out. However, when adults emerged from the hiding spots, Dennis was nowhere to be found. Uh, A massive search was launched, and despite extensive searching, including park rangers, volunteers, and even military personnel, no Dennis. And so, and a lot of these stories come from, like, camping trips and stuff like that, which is, so, I I would not, I would not be the one to camp at a national park. I'm just. Sadly, a lot of, a lot of the family camping trips, it seems. Yeah, like, like the kids are just there, and then. And the kids are just there and then they just disappear. And it's, that is a scary thing. And so like, for instance, okay. So they were hiding what they were watching basically because they wanted to scare the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would think if somebody came and took him, they would hear something. Oh yeah. That's another thing is like, people aren't hearing anybody or any animal come up. Yeah. That's what I mean is so many people are talking about, It really sounds like it's almost something that can, and like I said, this is going to sound so silly, but a lot of people have talked about it really sounds like something that can easily pick up and or like fly. Yeah. Because it's, it's taking in a way that is really 
because you got to think these are dense forests, especially if if you're in an area on the East Coast. I mean, there are so many leaves, pine cones, pine needles. It is almost impossible to not hear something. Because you would think to say it was like, I don't know, like say a massive bird, right? Like a massive bird cryptid, right? Wouldn't you still hear the wings and like like the flapping and the like caw or whatever of the, you know, like picking the kid up? When you hear a bird, even if it's a small one, you kind of hear themselves like, kind of like what you said, like the whoosh. But apparently with the search dogs, with him, they did bring out search dogs. And according to reports, the search dogs initially picked up a scent near where the last area he was seen. But however... The dogs became erratic and made it extremely difficult to pinpoint where the scent was trailing off to. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that's crazy. These dogs are completely trained, you know? Yeah. And for both dogs to kind of, or multiple dogs to kind of have a reaction to it, there's, I mean, it's an, like you, you can't deny it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, okay, say he, say he, just trailed off like was trying to find them and trailed off right well where are the footprints well my thing is too you also got to think when a child trails off well people with kids kind of understand this but if you don't have kids I don't think you would really know but when kids wander off they might wander off for like a couple minutes but very quickly, when they realize they're alone, they freak out. Exactly. And they they would be start like... screaming. They start crying. Like, kids can be alone, but it is for a very kind of short amount of time before they start to feel anxious. And so, for a kid to be gone without a trace in such a remote area where it is very silent is really odd thinking about it even with my son like if i disappear for like however many minutes he's mom 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 yeah and exactly I think for the most i think for the most part for the most part if some if something or someone depending on how they do it were to just like swoop in and take a kid the kid would yell of some sort oh yeah yeah and then too you think if okay say like a bird creature cryptid type thing came down swooped him up and if he was wearing shoes there would be some kind of droppage of the shoe. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I mean. Whenever you take anyone or anything, there's like a, there's obvious signs usually of a struggle. I mean, for mm-hmm. a child, maybe not because children are very small. But like we said, this is all ages from like elderly to literally like two years old. Exactly. And so you have grown men. And to tell me that they literally look like, I mean, they just got zapped like it's it's really yeah. scary yeah and that's not even talking about like the hunters and people that are going there that are avid hikers oh, yeah. that are yeah. having like this massive amount of weaponry or like um like backpacks and stuff on like one one uh i watched the missing 411 hunters and one of the the wives of the the missing person was saying that she doesn't understand how not an arrow not anything was dropped because she was saying that stuff is heavy it's not like lightweight stuff yeah so she was saying that at some point I mean you know you're lost and you're like oh crap you know I'm tired she said I would think he would drop something 
Or if he's an avid hunter, he would put something or she said she would think that her husband would do something like leave something so people would know like, hey, this is my trail if you find me kind of thing. Yeah. But she said nothing, not, and, and she was like, the last thing you want to take is like, like she was saying that, you know, he would probably take the guns, but not the like arrows and stuff. Yeah. I could see him leaving it, you know, none of that was found, not a shard of clothing. She said it was, it was in the middle of summer. He would, uh, nothing was like stripped. Like he didn't leave any kind of clothing, nothing. Yeah. I think it's also worthy to mention too that if if you're familiar with uh, missing 411 cases, a, a lot of people will talk about the fact that it is people that get lost and maybe we're just ill-prepared. But a lot of people won't mention that these people that go missing, it's not their first time going to this area. I mean, these will be people that live nearby. Hunters, I mean, like you said, hunters that have literally gone there time and time and time again. But one of these times when they go, they just disappear. Exactly. And that's and that's the crazy part. And, you know, a lot of the more skeptic side of things is, you know, like saying like, you know, like they have health crisis or they fall or stuff like that. And there has been cases where that has been accurate. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, if they're with people like. I, I just. You know, if you're, fall, not you're falling, you're going to, yeah, I feel like if you fall, you're going to yell of some sort or someone's going to hear something, you know, like yeah. the, the thump of you hitting the ground, uh, you know, a human, a grown human hitting the ground at a high, at a high uh, level Altitude. would, you know, yeah, would literally like cause some sort of. Like you said, essentially, like a struggle, even with health or something like that. Now, if he's by himself, that's something different. But like, you know, if you're with people, that still doesn't make sense. Yeah, because I, I are also, with people. I really do think a lot of people that uh, talk about this stuff, too. I mean, we go walking, hiking, stuff like that. I mean, when you're in a forest, it is quiet. Like you hear branches snap. And, like, you can even hear, like, little tiny animals. Like, you can hear a squirrel from a good ways away. So the fact that you can't hear a grown man, like, getting his leg broken and screaming when they have other people with them is crazy to me. And even, too, like, say it's an animal attack. Say, like, some mountain... I don't know what animals are out there. Bears or mountain (laughs) cougars or whatever they're called. I think I just combined the two animals together. But, um, you know, you would hear, like, if they would get attacked. And you would oh, hear yeah. that, you know, like, the animal sounds, essentially, too. Yeah. So I don't get, you know, it, it makes it crazy, too, because even a cryptid, you would think, would make some sort of sound. Oh, yeah. You know, if, yeah. You, if, you take, if you take, like, say, a Bigfoot creature, I could see them making some sort of sound. Or there would be, again, some sort of struggle. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's is... there's a there's a bunch of crazy theories that people uh, have put out about missing four one one because, like I said, it, it's something that no one entirely has an answer, but there's a lot of theories about it. Exactly. So the next person, her name is Stacy Aras. Um, she disappeared at Yosemite National Park, and that was one of the first 
a little fun fact. Uh, one of the first parks that David kind of started researching into, she was 14 years old and her uh, date of missing was July 17th, 1981. So again, this is another family went camping in Yosemite National Park located in California. On the day of her disappearance, Stacy and her family were camping near the Merced Lake area. She went for a walk alone in the afternoon and never returned. When her family realized she was missing, they immediately reported it to park authorities. Park rangers, volunteers, search and rescue personnel scoured the area for weeks. Even ground searches were employed. Uh, no evidence or clues. And other campers were present in the area. So... Even as a teenager, you know, you go, you say, I want to go take a walk. I'm going to go off, whatever, whatever. At some point you notice, oh crap, something's wrong. Like I'm, I'm lost. Like even a teenager would, you know? And that's the thing is like, nobody saw her disappear. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like there's no even like witnesses that say she went this way or went that way. So. That's such a scary thought. Oh, my gosh. Right? Could you imagine? And that's why I will not go to national parks without people. Like, right? With- like, yeah, like, the idea of being... Because I guess it's one thing to be lost when you're, like, in a city. Uh, like I said earlier, the Missing 411 documentaries address specifically that there's no requirement for federal government to keep records of the missing people on federal lands. No, was there any official rec- record keeping of the disappeared people? So that's, that's unsettling. Yeah. There's probably so many people that go missing that we never hear about. Exactly. So if there was a serial killer, say there was some sort of like killer guy that like goes after people that are like injured or camping in the woods or whatever, it's perfect for them because they could get away with it. One, two, three, nobody's. And it could be a thing of, You know, like a guy comes up behind you. I mean, so you say, okay, if it is a serial killer, like what? Okay, well, how would they get these people? Well, not necessarily the adults. It would be harder for adults. But it goes back to that scene in that one movie. I forgot what it's called. Where he goes up behind the people and he puts the chloroform on the napkin. Yeah. And he knocks them out. That I could see it. And he could like carry them. Even like a smaller woman, somebody could do that depending on the guy. Mm -hmm the statue of a female if she was a killer but then again that person's footprints would be there yeah yeah even if the person's barefoot still footprints yeah creepy um i mean maybe after so long of doing it that you gotta think like they they probably really i don't want to say get trained that sounds horrible but you know what i mean they probably really get a Oh, I don't want to say knack for it because, you know, you shouldn't say like a knack for killing. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, these people are probably experienced because, I mean, they could do it a long time if they never get caught. And exactly. Um, But there was a article that I found. It was by foosfoo.com. And they um, went into the missing 411 and, and, you know, talked about cases and stuff like that. And I found some of these cases that they mentioned that I thought was super interesting. So they go on to explain in the beginning of the article that kids as young as three disappear only a mere seconds after they were left unsupervised, which is what we've been talking about, only to reappear safely a great distance away and across treacherous terrain. That is the other part. Yes. So 
I, I could not imagine being a park ranger and like seeing this play out. Yeah. Um, so one theory is kidnappings. Um, but in the article, they say like if a three-year-old was kidnapped, it's illogical because um, that someone would be willing to walk or carry a kid to an undisclosed location miles away. Um, mm-hmm. And again, like with my thing, there would be footprints of some sort. Um, uh, one example that they give was a three-year-old. His name is Ronan Grifton, and he disappeared during a family outing in the woods. I.e., don't go with your family in the woods. <laughs> is what um, we National parks. Yes. Um, uh, he was found days later in the middle of a waist-deep swamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I do remember the story. Yeah, yeah. A toddler who could not swim was found in the middle of a waist deep swamp. Yeah, and it's it's really worth mentioning too that I mean this little kid was found like on like an island. Yeah. So and, it's, it's like, and that's the crazy thing is he wasn't like dead in the middle of the swamp. He was alive. Yeah. Yeah, fine, totally fine. And um, I don't know if it mentions anywhere uh, in that story that that you saw, but when I originally saw the story, because it was one of the first 411 cases that actually got me into missing 411, a lot of these little kids, when they ask them what happened, they will calmly, nonchalantly reply that a thing or animal took them there and just dropped them off and left. Yeah. 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 This is exactly what this person said that a man, a man lured him into the woods by peeking out from behind a tree Intrigued, mm-hmm. Ronan pursued the man. And as he followed, he recalled animals watching him from the darkness, but he was protected by some giant figure. While a three-year-old would be considered an unreliable source source his story remained consistent and authorities authorities had nothing else to go on. And that's what I keep yeah. getting is a lot of these wooded areas, even when I remote viewed in Alaska, right? The last episode I remote viewed, that's what it felt like. Like it felt like I was being lure, lure. Oh my God, I can't speak. Lord, um, through the woods. And so it makes you think like, what the heck has the power to do that? Like yeah. what is doing that? And, and it's a bit odd because with these like things and like animals, it gives the impression almost that in a way, maybe these things think they're like protecting the kids. And it's yeah. odd. Yeah. Very, very odd. Like, oh, gives me goosebumps. Because I, you know, obviously my son is, uh, how old is he? He's going to be seven. But I remember when he was three, there's no freaking way he could right. end up in a swamp. You know, like he wouldn't even go. Like, that's the thing is like, he wouldn't even go near a swamp. He would know like, okay, I can't do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And can I also say, which uh, you, you did mention it in this story and something that freaks me the hell out about missing 411 cases is it is like a reoccurring theme that these people or kids talk about like things that watch them behind the trees. Holy crap, Gwen. That's crazy you say that because you didn't actually listen to the remote view in Alaska. 
But if you listen to it, right? Like I know I'm missing four one one, but I like I don't know specifically about like that. Like you know the that's like a detail that like you found, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kept telling Isaac, I feel like I'm being watched from the trees. Yes, all the children say that. Like, um, I cannot remember the exact name of the case, but one that really stuck with me when I was researching missing four one one is. Uh, the police asked the little girl to explain the things that were watching her. Mm-hmm. And the only thing she could refer to them as was the cows. Mm. The cows in the woods were watching her. I don't know if anyone realizes this. There is not cows in the woods. <laughs> yeah. There is no yeah. black and white dairy cows in the woods. Well, and, there but is... that's how the little girl described them was black and white creatures watching her from behind the trees. Well, that's one of the things I looked up some legends. I have to, I have, cause I didn't expect to say it in this episode, but there is a legend. I forgot what, if it was native, if it was some other culture, but it was an, a, a legend about this wolf snake thing that apparently um, basically like when you go hiking or whatever, lures you off the, the path and like watches from the like afar in the woods behind the trees but it's like this i guess it's like one of the things like don't go out late the whatever is gonna lure you off Mm -hmm. your path and um that's the crazy thing too is like you think of creatures like even like like uh skinwalkers or wendigos stuff like that that like are lure you off the path essentially Mm-hmm. So it makes you think, like, what else is out there, you know, yeah. that's doing that? So one of the things that David says um, in one of his books is that kids would disappear without reason and reappear 10 to 15 miles away in places over 5,000 feet in elevation. That's another thing is the elevation. Yeah. You know, like, rangers and stuff will be completely beguiled at the fact that, okay, how is this kid up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like, they're completely oblivious to, like, what the heck. Like, there was one, I don't know the details because I could not find the story. But I remember reading one in particular about this girl that disappeared. She was in some cave, tons of miles away, high elevation. And they asked her, like, she just came walking out like nothing nothing was wrong. I think, too, she was in, like, a bathing suit. So they were at, like, some lake or whatever. And the the ranger said, there is no way this kid climbed to this cave. Yeah. And especially in a swimsuit, she would be, because she had no marks on her. And he was like, she would have been cut up, like, just on the rocks alone, yeah. barefoot. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why I say it's kind of odd and almost like something is just curious about these kids. And because the kids are, like, totally unscathed. Like they're not even exactly. afraid. Could they're you imagine if that? nonchalant? <laughs> Could you imagine oh if that God. happens? Like you just have if a memory of like, me. oh my God. But see, too, no. this is also where some people have talked about like there being not. I'm not saying it's a siren head, but like siren head creatures or like Slenderman type figures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that like these type of creatures like just like put them in the cave or whatever. Huge mm-hmm. like. I don't know, like, 
I don't really think there's a siren head, but that's what one kid kind of described it as. No, no, no. I know what you're alluding to. I don't know. And and you know what I hate a response that people say is, well, it could just be an animal or like a killer. And it's like, why are we acting like that's normal? That's still yeah. just a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It definitely could be like, cause you got to think, I mean, they, I mean, really think about, for instance, like when you think of like a monkey, there are so many different kinds of monkeys. Think of a cat, all the species of cats. You're telling me with like an animal that's as sentient as us, there's only us. Very true. Like, come on. There has got to be some spindly string cheese built looking thing in those woods. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's <laughs> no way. There's no exactly. way. Well, like, you think about it, like, you know, the ocean has hardly been explored, and there is so many different species, like, so many different species. Yeah, and, and people and... don't understand. When when they hear that statistic or whatever that's like, oh, we only explored, like, 3%, I don't think people understand that includes bacteria. Dang, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so, I mean, really, we have not, we don't know what's here. We don't know what's exactly. here. And depending on it, you know, like, obviously, being a remote location, it's probably smart and doesn't want to come out, whatever it is. If yeah, some, right? I mean, look at know. how humans act on the daily. You think they're going to want to come out and be friends with us? Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? I just randomly popped in my head, like, when someone first, first time someone saw a shark. Oh, they probably what shot themselves. This? Oh, my God. They, uh-uh. No, 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 no. A scary animal that people do not talk about how scary it is in person is like, think about seeing a moose for the first time. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. No, I would. No, (laughs) simple answer. Like, Or the first time somebody saw like a crocodile or an alligator. Yeah, like yeah, dude. that's another thing. That is another thing. How did that kid get there without that? Right, that's what I mean. It's like I don't know if you've heard of this case either, but um, one of the missing four one one cases is one that people always bring up when defending Bigfoot, and it was about a little girl. I believe she was also around that same age of like two to three. They found her in a meadow, but. They found her in the middle of a meadow and where she was laying was the huge imprint of like a giant animal. Like an animal was taking her there and laying with her. It's and when she was talking about it, it, it was there like sleeping with her and like protecting her. It is so odd. Dang. Ooh, chills chills another another uh story that was talked about in this article was um a little boy in oregon disappeared and was found nine hours later 12 miles away but he was apparently able to cross two mountain ranges investigators tried to piece the details together but like literally couldn't saying that there's no way grown adults could make that climb let alone a child yeah so, but it's not just kids. It's not just kids. And sometimes even the remains of somebody are found in peculiar, peculiar ways or positions or whatever. There's a story 
also mentioned in this article. His name is Ronald Kirk. He was a runner and former Marine. He knew so that he was found or yeah, he was found in the Red Rock Canyon Calisco Basin area uh, where he went missing in January. He didn't return at the time he was expected. No one was worried at first because of his experience and the fact that he spent so much time outdoors. He was familiar with this area. Last time anyone would ever see him again was months later, only 200 meters from a rather popular trail, which makes it odd because of how frequent that area was searched, but nothing was discovered. And this is also part of the criteria that the missing 411 falls in is like, okay, these people searched this area through and through there was nothing and then all of a sudden something you know the cause of death was never determined that is another thing that is another thing because even in the documentary when David was going through different things he was saying that there was one case that I again forgot the name because there's so many but there was a case where the girl got classified as hypothermia she died of hypothermia But when you really look at all the evidence, it really doesn't point that much to hypothermia. And that's another classification he also looks at is like, does the cause of death that they had, if there is a cause of death, make sense? Or is there even a cause of death? Because obviously, if there was some sort of medical problem, wouldn't there be, especially if the body's intact, wouldn't there be evidence of that? Yeah. So why is there no cause of death? So there was another one, another story. His name was Keith Parkins. He was a two-year-old and he went missing and was found alive eight miles from the place that he was last seen. He had no memory of the incidences and experienced hikers have raised question how a two-year-old boy could walk 12 miles within 24 hours. And a canine SAR team also reported rescuing a toddler who appeared out of nowhere without clothes on during a search in South Dakota. Isn't that weird? Like, and and the fact, because, like, you know, you take, I don't know, it's just, it's so crazy. You think the stress alone with a kid, right? Like, say, you know, eventually, eventually, you know, a kid is going to say, I want my mama, I want my dada, I want my mom, I want my dad, you know, like, at some point, you know, even if they're, like, cool with going without whatever creature or whatever at first, at some point, (laughs) they're going to say, I need my mom. I need my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you would think when the kid realizes, oh, I can't go back to my mom or dad, or this thing is not taking me to my mom or dad, that they would get stressed out and start like freaking out. But the fact that so many kids were just like nonchalantly like, yep, this happened. So it's crazy, but you know, it's, yeah. it's just mind boggling because you think about it like you know like if Killian gets lost in this what well, she hasn't but I'm just saying I could see him being like if or no I could take Joey and Jason our brothers as an example you know if they don't see mom or dad they freak out you know like yeah. and even a kid like you know if they're spending the night over a friend's house eventually within 24 hours they are like hey I want to go back to my mom or dad like especially yeah. if they're young the fact that these kids are just like yeah I was just spending time with this thing <laughs> yeah right it's like how fun is this thing yeah one area there's a there's a forum because i like scourging the forums there's a forum that was talking about like did anybody have any like missing 411 type cases that happened to you that are like here to to talk about it and there was one lady 
that she didn't, her name is Liz Randall and she commented on this forum and she had said that she had seen a predator like creature in Blackwater National Wildlife Refuge in Dorster. I think that's how you say Dor- Dorchester or Dorster County. I thought it was a ghost until I watched the missing 411, The Hunted. Um, she says she knows of two people who just up and vanished from around the same area. Both were isolated. One was armed and out checking traps. The other was hanging up her laundry. The one, what, I guess like she lived close. Um, the one checking traps was her ex-great uncle. It was an experienced hunter his entire life. Uh, the man stood 6'4 and was a mountain of a man. So there again, what the heck? You know? Uh, both yeah. discipline appearances were blamed on quicksand in the area, but being that experienced, it makes you wonder even as kids, which is true, they're, everybody's pretty much told to watch out for quicksand. That was particularly odd that a grown man would fall prey to that but then again sometimes it can be covered oh yeah and then to to the whole i mean like we've like we've already said though if that does happen which obviously stuff like that very much does happen but it kind of destroys the whole without a trace you know yeah because you would see probably footprints leading up to the quicksand you would you would definitely see a struggle and yeah. you would definitely hear that. Oh, my God. If you see someone getting stuck in quicksand, the reaction is not, oh, I'm in quicksand. Like, you are freaking out. Yeah, because it's not like, boom, you're in quicksand. It's yeah, like, you, you slowly get sucked fall. in. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it, it can definitely be quite fast. But still, I mean, even if you it, randomly fall, like, as soon as you fall, I mean, you scream out. Yeah. Because I even think, too, like, you think about, like, when we go to Patsy's Pond, which has natural sinkholes, right? Like, it's water, super deep. Pretty much go in there, you're done, right? There probably is, because there's known that, like, sometimes alligators, like, are in sinkholes. Again, there would be, you would hear the splash. I mean, granted, if no one was around, no one would hear it. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can even see, like, it's like some if someone fell into the sinkhole, like, you would see the slip of their, again, you would see their footprints. Yeah, yeah. But the search dogs are what gets me. Like, if you have one that's, like, acting funny, okay, whatever. But when they start acting erratic, and you know when dogs, like, with the supernatural in general, dogs will act erratic. They will act oh, yeah. like they know something's off. And so for them to just be sniffing and be okay with somebody and then start freaking out about it, you know, only if the dog could talk and tell you what the heck is I know, picking up. Right? I know. That would be so helpful. Exactly. So like I said, one of the theories is from the beginning is, you know, UFO encounters. So I'm going to ask one. What do yeah. you think? Do you think alien encounters? Do you think, a- not that it is, but that there's a possibility that that could be it? Um, I think it, it really depends on the case you've heard. Because let me say something. Okay. I mm-hmm. am, I know I called them a hater club earlier. I'm very sorry. But I am also kind of very naturally skeptical. Like mm-hmm. my first thought is not always like, you know, and aliens is definitely one of the ones that I'm like, not that it's hard to believe in, but I feel like a lot of the time, 
a lot of the symptoms, or I don't want to say symptoms, but a lot of the things they describe can very much be chalked up to uh, illness or like, especially stuff with seeing lights, because that is a huge symptom of, you know, blacking out or stuff like that. But yeah, there are some cases that I have heard with missing 411 where you're kind of just like, that is what you think of because it's so odd. Um, especially when you're talking about the cases like in uh, like colder areas near near Canada or Alaska or like even even like the northern United States. I've heard a lot about um, they'll see headlights and they mm-hmm. go towards it and then the lights just automatically shut off and there's nothing there and then they go missing. I've seen that before. Like, and that is terrifying. Let me just say, maybe I don't want to think of aliens because of anything. That is the most terrifying to me. (laughs) Yeah. No, funny you mentioned that. There was one time where I was, uh, funny enough, it's the most random spot, too. I was sitting in the mall parking lot. It was late at night. It was like Isaac went into, because there's like a Moe's there. And he went to go get something to eat and I stayed in the car and I knew that was a bad idea because I just I don't like that mall area at night especially like towards the Sears building and I was sitting there and I was just like just just you know watching there's like people all around there's not like it's not like desolate or anything like that and I'm looking up at the sky and yes there's a helicopter pad where the helicopter can come land for the hospital because the hospital is across the street but I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. It was literally like, I don't know. I think it's Harry Potter. Like if you've seen, ever seen that, what was the scene where like, it was like a car in the sky and like the headlights. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And that's what it looked like. Like there was no car, but it looked like headlights and it was like moving. Like, obviously if it was a plane or the helicopter, it would have continuously moved. But this thing just stayed there and just kind of like idled and like hovered and then like moved up, moved down, moved and then disappeared. Well, but this we was can in the sky. testify. Yeah, we can even testify together. Like we've seen crazy stuff together talking about random oh. lights and like, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not too far out there because. Hey, hey, you no no no, you can't even hate on the idea of aliens anymore and UFOs because the government did come out and say that stuff is legit. So we can't even hate anymore and we can't even say no, that's do you believe in it? Yeah, because they have even said I mean, look at the octopus. Octopus's DNA doesn't come from this earth. So there's a possibility. Really? I didn't know that. That's you know, new. Yeah, yeah. No, if you look it up, um, which is also scary because octopus are very, very smart. I believe they're smart as like a like a seven year old child. But oh, yeah, yeah, they they were talking about like the 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 structure of an octopus. And listen, I failed biology, so do not ask me to go in depth about this. But uh, they talk about like the structure and like the DNA of an octopus is like nothing of this earth. 
Weird. And we eat those things. Or some people yeah, do anyway. Yeah, it's so sad. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I do like octopus. <laughs> but, like, it is, it's kind of sad. Because, like, what if they are sentient? Maybe that yeah. confirms that aliens have tentacles. Maybe. And, like, suction cups. That's true. I do think, like, alien skin is different. Like, I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah. When, when people make aliens look like people, I think it's a little bit laughable because think they are from, like, an entirely different place and planet. And you got to think, too, if they can, like, go through, like, space, they have to be able to, what would you call Withst- it? Withstand that. Yeah, withstand yeah. it. So they they definitely look way different than us. They're probably so scary. And who knows? In these missing 411 cases, when these people describe, like, animals or things or, like, people watching them, I mean, that could also fall under the alien category, really. It doesn't have to be in a UFO. That's true. I think that's a misconception that people think it's, like, a UFO that's, like, beaming down. And that also could – I guess it could even talk about, like, the if you, uh, like, are into the hollow earth theory – and that there's like portals and stuff like that. Like what if, cause I mm-hmm. think dad, I think dad had said this, that he doesn't believe aliens are galactic. Like they're like from another universe that they're inside mm-hmm. our earth. They come from inside. Don't ask me. I don't know. the logistics well, no, But, but people, people even talk about bringing up what we did earlier with the cave system. A lot of people believe that there's like a whole society or cult that lives in the caves. Yeah, and you would think somebody can get nabbed in, into a cave and th- that's it, you know? And, and and let me say, I actually kind of thought about this before. The way a Wendigo has been described kind of fits into what these cave people might look like. You know, being like super pale and like baldish, weirdly like animal-like. Because the idea of a Wendigo did come from... They believe that's what happened when you turned to cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm sorry. People like to say, oh, just myths, legends. These people know what they're talking about. I'm never going to (laughs) gaslight these people's culture. I'm sorry. They know they've been here longer than us. They damn well know what's here better than we do. True. True. On a scale of one to 10, what is the probability that you think it's an alien related thing? Honestly, the more I think about it, it really could be. Well, it depends on your definition of alien. If we're talking about aliens from space, mm, I'd say like a two or a three. But if we're talking about like general aliens, like it could be a aquatic creature that's just not from here and maybe is here. Anything in that area, I think very high. I think a good high chance that, you know something's up yeah what about portals and interdimensional things do you think those exist and do you think that plays a part in the national forest i have no idea about any of that i think (laughs) i don't i see i i can't give my opinion because i haven't i haven't heard yeah and that's that like the mole people is that the mole people is it the mole people the mole people what is that? The mole people. The mole people. You've never heard of that? No, I have not. The mole people. No, like, okay, I don't know what the mole people are. Oh people my talk God. About, like, like mole, like, like mole people. Like they talk about, I think that's what they're referring to when they talk about like 
people that live in the earth. I think the people that live in the earth are mole people. So, like, what's my opinion of mole people? I don't know. I haven't heard enough about interdimensional so, people. <laughs> what do you think of it being a cryptid or unknown creature causing these? I think 100%. Even if it's just, like, an animal that maybe is just a species of bear we don't know. Like... I think it's very possible that a good number of these is definitely some type of cryptid animal, weird creature thing. True. And going more on the natural side of things, I think, too, another thing is that the another thing to keep in mind, just like openness, a little bit of skepticism is that, too, you know, obviously with the the forest being so big there is that possibility that you know a person can wander off and just be in a spot a crevice a area that just people have not even thought of to look at like now let's um, also add let's also add to that excuse me are you waving a pen in the video i am i am waving a pen i'm very passionate about this there in Canada. Now, Canada is very remote, okay? If you've ever seen Canada, most people don't even live, like, in the country, okay? It, mm-hmm. it, it's all, if you look at a map, they are all near the border of the United States. Yeah. Now, in Canada was a very, very big cult from the, uh, a guy named Rock Terrio. Big cult. They're, they're Manson, okay? Mm-hmm. And... He was in this private society that no one really knew about. They had a whole town, okay? In these remote areas, it is not impossible at all that there is quite literally a group of people that can be very nutty and are genuinely just taking children and trafficking them into their cult or taking these people. That is not far out there at all because that has happened on quite a few occasions. Very so true. just be careful and stop taking your family out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> stop taking your three-year-olds out in the no, middle of nowhere. No, I'm sorry. Mom and dad are those people. <laughs> they are. They are. They are the kind of people. If you want to know our parents, they're the kind of people, if you sit there and you're saying, oh, what could we do today? What could we do to have fun? Their first thought will be, oh, let's let's go in the woods. Let's go in the swamp. and just sit there that is so it's not surprising to me at all that these families sit here and with their three-year-old kids go in the middle of a national forest don't don't do that and i think too like the allure of it like you know it is beautiful the national forests are beautiful so like (laughs) uh i think we should have i think we should do an episode never I think we should do an episode where you take one in the middle of nowhere in like a cabin and see what happens. Oh my god. No. Can I say that <laughs> when you investigate, the scariest thing to me is not the idea of a cryptid or ghosts. The thing that scares the crap out of me is you are in the woods. Yeah. Never will you ever catch me <laughs> in the middle of the woods for any purpose ever. That's Ever. true. I've tried to get her to come out with us, but absolutely not. Please stop taking your kids out here. Please. 
At, at least wait until your kid is like 12, okay? Stop taking your two-year-olds out in the middle of freaking Baton Rouge in the woods. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, is Baton Rouge even in, in the woods? Uh, it's probably not even in the woods, Gwen. Well, I think that's, that's okay, like well, in stop. Louisiana. That's yeah, like a just, random city in Louisiana. But, but, but even think of this, a lot of people even die in places like Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean, places that are open and you can see. Like, please. Oh, my, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Stop well, going in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in deserts, too. You think about, like, uh, like I, I don't know exactly a specific one, but, like, you know, like, the deserts in, like, the western part of the United States, like, Arizona. And Arizona, yeah. New Mexico, yeah. That's, uh, I don't like the desert. I don't, I, don't, I would not no, be, I don't know if I had a past life or something bad happened in the desert because I am not. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. missing people in the desert too. Yeah. But anyways, I think that concludes our episode on the missing 411. Uh, we have another episode coming out this week, towards the end of the week. It's going to be about Reiki healing and like the ideas Ooh. of it and um, a little bit less like, because it's, because the last couple episodes have been kind of like doom and gloom and this one is <laughs> you know but the next one is going to be a little bit more healing important. yes yes this is more about healing that. after you've watched our scary episodes <laughs> yeah but as always you can catch us on our social media instagram is at hidden in the shadows.com uh tiktok is at hidden in the shadows podcast two who has podcast one we don't know uh it's probably gwen she probably has it hey i don't sabotage you <laughs> maybe <laughs> but youtube hidden in the shadows podcast where you can listen to our episodes if you don't have like a podcast platform we're on youtube as well you can always well not currently because our website is under construction right now we'll be uh out and running october 1st but normally you would be if you're listening after october 1st you can catch all of our stuff on hidden in shadows podcast.com and yeah i think that's it thanks gwen for coming on again you're welcome we also a little snippet too i didn't even add this in but eventually, for those looking to uh, meet more of my family members, my mother is going to come on an episode probably before the end of September about her experiences and crazy things she's encountered because that woman has had some nutty experiences. Like, it's just weird stuff. I should, probably should have used a, a better adjective to describe those experiences, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what did you say nutty yeah i don't know why i don't like that nutty. After oh, I no, well, it... now you're making her sound like she's in her head anyways uh, now i lost my train of thought but my grandmother as well is going to come on and talk about her experiences because that's uh, scary yeah that's scary yeah. don't watch yeah. that one at night when she comes on and talks <laughs> yeah she has some insane stories about um things that she experienced uh like the angel of death and stuff like that as she was working for CNA, like she would literally, cause she has abilities. She would see family members come for family members, like when they were dying and stuff. So her, that alone is insane. She had some experiences with some dark things where like it was, it portrayed the image of her crawling up the side of the wall and like looked down on her as she was sleeping. Absolutely so. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> 
I would throw my would house say, away. You know, what? I, would I would throw would... my house away and live in the church. <laughs> uh, she also, speaking of church, she also had an instance where a literal person attacked the priest. And she said she wasn't 100% sure if this person was possessed or not, but it was the priest that did the exorcisms. And uh, okay, so nowhere safe were... is what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> she was in the middle of church and, you know, getting ready because, you know, she's a devout uh, Catholic person. And she said they she sits in the same pew that she always sat in. She said she was sitting there and this, and this lady just came like, like literally when you watch videos of like possessed people and they growl and they like, Bleh, you know, like literally that saw the lady charge from the opposite side of the uh church because it's like a intersection of like four different pews she uh came running and was like literally trying to bite the priest oh my god someone had to take her and take her out and still <laughs> my grandma told me this is right oh. before we started the podcast and i was like why did i miss this <laughs> but oh um, my god but yeah she's got some stories i mean yeah. Anyways, uh, we will catch you guys in the next one. Oh no! Oh my God! I was butchered the outro. Uh, we will catch you weirdos in the next one. Gosh darn it! Where's the stop button? Mom.